Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. Yes, at the time of the morning, we are joined by someone that is the super sub of Sirius FM, someone that the whole world enjoys on many platforms. Our very own Rafiq Hassan. Rafiq, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful Tuesday morning? Uh, uh, our new year and, you know, just waiting for the day of Ashura unfold, uh, one of the most significant days in our calendar, we can only say Alhamdulillah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, we got a powerful topic, Rafiq, and I know you'll do justice to that. Uh, lessons from uh, Karbala for the uh, modern age. And uh, perhaps uh, your thoughts on that, Rafiq, uh, we'll give you the next 10 minutes. Uh, Bismillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salam khatman nabiyin wa abad. I think uh, we have to start with, uh, if you want to know the lessons of Karbala, we have to start with asking, you know, uh, and understanding that Karbala took place on the day of Ashura. You, I just mentioned the day of Ashura, the 10th of Muharram. Now, this is the first lesson to learn is you know, why did God Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, why did he uh, program this tragedy and why did he determine and make this tragedy happen on the day of Ashura? Now, this is the first big important point to uh, to understand before we go to any further lessons from Karbala. So, well, what, am I, what are we trying to say? Now, We've got to understand that death, death is prescribed and ordained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at its prescribed time. Not a moment earlier and not a moment later. So this we all know about. This is very well illustrated in the Quran and there's nobody who goes, uh, who, who dispute this fact. So this incident of Karbala, the tragedy of Karbala, uh, you know, uh, as a Hussein Rajarana with his family and, 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 and faithful supporters, he left from Medina, you know, to go and talk to Yazid because, uh, you know, uh, people were complaining about Yazid and his rule and he's not the right leader, uh, you know, bad habits. And he was also just nominated by his father uh, and there was no proper, self-appointed, you know, and, and not elected by the people and not having the qualities, you know, uh, all the vices that, uh, you know, womanizing and what, what, what. So he, he said, okay, let me go negotiate with him. And he was on his way to Kufa. He had to first come uh, to to Makkah on his way. So he went to Makkah. And then, you know, after that, you know, it was the month of Zilhijjah, obviously. Then after Zilhijjah comes Muharram. So... After that, he then started making his way uh, to uh, Iraq, to Kufa, which was in today's Iraq. So it was a long journey. You know, it, it, he left in the month of uh, Zilhijjah, which means now he, the one month is gone. Uh, he's now entered the month of Moram. He's approaching uh, uh, the, the, the Kufa, Iraq. This tragedy could have happened 
on the first of Muharram, could have happened in the last few days of Zilhijjah. It could have happened on the 11th of Muharram, 12th, after the day of Ashura. You know, because there was a long standoff when the army of Yazid uh, surrounded him outside, uh, uh, you know, Iraq, or the place called Karbala is a place. And tell him, Yazid is saying that, uh, if you accept me, just give me bayah, accept me as the caliph of the Muslim world, the Amir al-Mukmalin, and everything is over. We are at peace. There will be no problems. I'll grant you what you want. He even promised him, you know, uh, palaces and what, what, what. And Yazid, uh, you know, thought that he, this Imam Hussein, uh, Rajan and his uh, family, his sisters, Zainab, and all of them will, will say, ah, okay, we can avoid all this. You know, it will be easy. But lo and behold, to his surprise, he said, you know, I will give you my head, but I will not give you my hand. Uh, which means that giving a person the hand to Yazid was a form of bayah. And bayah means acceptance of his, his leadership and his uh, amirship or his khilafah, uh, you know, on, uh, for the, uh, accepting as the leader of the then Muslim Ummah, the Muslim world at the time. And he refused to do so. But why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this tragedy to happen on the day of Ashura? Now, that's, we're coming back to that question. And this is no coincidence. Anybody who believes this was a coincidence, then they are, they, they are actually negating the fundamental belief in Islam that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala determined the time, place, and mode of our death. It's ordained and prescribed, uh, and it is going to go against the Quran. So this is ordained by Allah. Why? Now here's the first lesson. The lesson is of Karbala is that all Ashura was there not because of Karbala. Ashura, the day of Ashura was there from the beginning of creation. Chapter 9, verse 36 of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the number of months are 12, and out of this 12, four of them are sacred. And Muharram, the, our, our calendar starts with Muharram as the sacred month. So it was there. The day of Ashura, the 10th of Muharram was always an important day in the, in the calendar long even before the advent of our Nabi Sallallahu Look, when the, the, the Israelites going across the Red Sea, taking them and splitting the sea happened on the day of Ashura. The Exodus took place on the day of Ashura, on the 10th of the first month, this is also in the in the book of Exodus in the Bible, is clearly stated that when they left on that night to, to cross the Red Sea, it was the 10th day of night of the first month. Uh, uh, so so you can see it, it tallies. Uh, and when the Prophet went after the Hijra and saw them, the Jews fasting in Medina and asked them, why are you fasting? He said, well, uh, Moses took us across the Red Sea. Uh, it was on this day. It was the day of Ashura. So here's the first biggest lesson, Brother Shafar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Ashura to happen, the, the, the Karbala to happen, the tragedy on the day of Ashura, because he knew Muslims all over the world observed the day of Ashura as a very sacred and, 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 and holy day. It's an important day. Uh, the Prophet said, well, you all fasting one day, we're going to fast two days. The fast of Ashura was made compulsory by the Prophet because the fast of Ramadan was not yet ordained. And after that, it became optional. So the, the observance of that, the observance of other great events in history by various prophets, 
it was always remembered and commemorated by Muslims all over the world. This is the important point. So which means the first lesson we're learning from Karbala that happened on Ashura, that this Ashura, the tragedy of Karbala, was so, uh, uh, you know, uh, programmed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that till the day of judgment, all Muslims all over the world, wherever they may be, whatever nationality, whatever tribe, whatever color, they will be remembering that there was uh, uh, Hazrat Hussein Radhiran, the grandson of the Prophet and his great-grandchildren, and his close family and close uh, followers, who refused to give the hand to a despotic tyrant leader, uh, you know, uh, that was the message. But he says, I will not allow, it is not the teachings of Islam and my uh, my grandfather, that we must allow an unrighteous and unjust uh, r- r- ruler to be our leader. This message, Brother Shafahad, is one of the biggest lessons of Karbala, that they stood on the on the battlefield and said, you can have our head, you can take our life, but we won't give it to you. And I want to just say one more thing, and this is so, I have to bring it in. It is quite a, a remarkable that it is during this Muharram, and we just, tomorrow will be there, the night of Ashura, that the Taliban, who is also trying to follow into that uh, example of the righteous Khilafah, managed to get their victory, you know, right now in Afghanistan. It is happening in the sacred month of Muharram, and I'm sure by the, by, by, by Wednesday, you know, they'll be firmly in place, uh, in, 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 in the, in the, in the government, uh, with the Islamic Khilafah system. I want to end with one last thing. Another lesson of Karbala. You know, the night before, Imam Hussein, Radiyadha told his uh, family and also said, see, yeah, Yazid wants me. He wants me to, uh, to give bayah to him, to accept him. And, and he knows I'm not going to do it. So he's after me. I'm going to put the campfires off and you all go away in the darkness of the night. Go away, go away back to Medina. Why should all of us suffer? And, and let me face the, him tomorrow. He can have my life. I'm already destined for it. My grandfather predicted it. He even told me what's going to happen here. And I'm ready for it. The next morning, Brother Shafat, when the sun rose, all 71 followers were still with him. And Imam Hussein told him, what's wrong with you people? You know, did I not tell you all to go? Why are you all still here? And listened to their reply. They said, yeah, but, you know, we want to stand by you. He says, but isn't you were told that you must obey your leader? Doesn't Islam say, You must obey Allah and obey the Prophet and obey your leader. As your leader, I gave you instruction. Why didn't you go? And listen to the reply. There is another lesson of Karbala. Listen to the reply. They say, who should we listen to? Yes, you are our leader. You are the rightful leader. You are the right, should be the rightful caliph of the ummah right now at this point in history, 60 years after the hijrah. But who must we listen to? Because in the Quran, Allah tells us, you must not abandon your leader on the battlefield. You must not turn your back against your leader on the battlefield. So we have to listen to Allah. We cannot leave you alone on this battlefield. If Yazid wants us, he must take us with him. We will never go against the Quran and the teachings of our Nabi Sallallahu our grandfather and our great-grandfather. I think it's time we Muslims got to relook at ourselves as the Muslim world. We are still in the Yazidi system. The world is full of kingdoms, the Muslim world, of despotic leaders. 
It's time we don't only talk about Karbala, but it's time we, we do something about it, like what the Taliban has done. And I think, you know, we make dua for them that they must show the world the example of a righteous Khalifa that runs on justice and, and, and a government for the people, by the people. It is just a slogan in the Western world. Islam has practiced it with the righteous Khilafah. That is the lesson of Karbala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to follow in these footsteps. I tell you, Yusuf, I mean, uh, Rafik, you had me tearing there. You really tugged at my soul. And uh, hey, that last few uh, words of yours are still ringing in my head. You're an absolute genius uh, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We mean it from the bottom of our heart. I mean, Rafik, we called you without any preparation. There you are, an encyclopedia that has the knowledge. And I'm so glad that I tap into you. Hey, you know, whenever I get the opportunity, you might go to man, Rafik. I mean... Make dua. Make dua, brother. Okay. Yeah, the duas are with you. Go well, Rafiq. Talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for a break. When you get back, Abu Bakr, see that, will be joining us on Muslim News. This is Serious FM.